Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the greatest show on earth. New Year, same me. Luke Taylor, Cork and Taylor Wine Podcast. I'm excited to be back. It's a new year. We've got a lot of great things planned, and I appreciate you guys listening. Just remember to subscribe, rate, and review. We've uh, recorded this on YouTube, the YouBoob, as I like to call it. Um, press the subscribe button somewhere down there. Uh, if you're f- listening to us through the podcast uh, platform, remember to subscribe, rate, and review. Really appreciate it. I was doing some reading about uh, rating, review, and subscribing. Just helps uh, to get us to more people and out to out to all the wine lovers in the world. And it's interesting. Uh, some statistics. I'm very excited. Uh, first of all, we were rated the 233rd uh, food podcast in South Korea. So I am going to simply say, Gavana wana bana. Dina, I think that's thank you in Korean. Uh, uh, wana, go wana, haba, wana, wana. So uh, I probably just lost my only listener in South Korea. I apologize. Um, but uh, no, it was a nice year. We uh, The Cork and Taylor uh, Wine Podcast was listened in 55 countries. Oh my God, it's everywhere. I'm very proud of the one download that was in Greece. Uh, my wife, beautiful wife and I of 17 and a half years, uh, she gets a medal every day uh, and trophy. Uh, we're in Greece, and I don't know if I listen to myself, so we got one listener. Uh, the most listened country, I, I kind of did a quiz with my wife and kids, and uh, they really weren't participating. <laughs> participating. Uh, Jack, my youngest, kept saying, Netherlands, the Netherlands, um, not a country, the Netherlands is. And Never Neverland is a uh, fictional thing in some probably Disney uh, movie. So number one was the United States. I would hope so. Number two was a little bit of surprising of Germany. Thank you. Azitlzane. I think that's what they say. Uh, number three was Canada. A little bit disappointed being Canadian and have uh, some listeners there. So we need to uh, increase the listenership in the Cork and Taylor Wine Posse in Canada. Uh Number four was Australia. Put the shrimp on the Barbie. Thank you very much. Number five was the Philippines. Number six was Sweden. I think that's wonderful. Big up to Sweden. Number seven was Japan. Uh, Thank you for that. Number eight was France. Uh, I need to have some more French people, which is funny. I don't know how many downloads or what what Italy was because I had uh, Sebastiano Caponi, the count of Villa Kenchenaya. So... And then nine was the UK. I need my cousins that probably don't listen to start listening. And number 10 was China. So uh, I appreciate all the listening and uh, I'm excited for a new year. So good job, I guess. With that being said, I also got a little present uh, from one of our former guests. Oh, shit. Who we had on recently. And I think it's a great concept. And it was Ron Sharman, but Ron Sharman, not of Sharman, uh, quicker picker upper uh, of Fly With Wine. And he sent me. I was very excited. I'm so excited. I haven't even unboxed it, unboxed it yet. So I got a Vinegard Valise Grande 12-pack traveling suitcase. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, it is awesome. 
Uh, I think I might do a review of it and throw some stuff on uh, Instagram. I'm very excited. Uh, I'm going to be going to nap at the end of the month to get some more great podcasts. So I might just have to take it out there and get some goodies. Uh, it's very difficult to buy wine right now because January was uh, painful. Uh, December, um, everybody always asks me in my family, what would you like for Christmas? And I'm like a low credit card bill. I have yet to get that gift, um, but I love to give, uh, not receive. So, um, and all my twisted friends that listen to, I don't appreciate the sexual uh, comments and innuendo on that one. So, um, yeah, check out Fly With Wine. It's a great concept. Uh, they have six pack, 12 pack, I think two pack. Uh, www.flywithwine.com. Uh, Ron Sherman's the guy. So lastly, before I'm going to, I'm going to do a little thing. I'm going to review our, uh, my top 10 favorite wine. Yum, 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 yum. In no specific order. So, so just because I name you as one doesn't mean you're my favorite, uh, favorite wine. Um, so, um, this person who is a friend and winemaker that I sell the wine and, uh, seems like consistent, uh, podcast guest because he's, um, doesn't bite his tongue. So uh, we'll talk about that in a second. But just check out in about a month or so the first ever Cork and Taylor Wine Mod Wine Madness um, uh, tournament, uh, wine tournament. We're going to pair twenty to twenty four wines from previous guests. Uh, we've got some great uh, entries. I can't say yet because it's going to be um, uh, blind tasted by um, about six to eight judges. One of the judges and who's helped me kind of run this thing is uh, Master Psalm and friend Larry O'Brien and trusted agent of the Cork and Taylor Wine Podcast. Uh, we've got some other people, um, Brian Fry from Barrel 33, Adam Zanotti, who's now Barrel 33, formerly of Station Square, uh, Wes Cowley of uh, Colonial Beverage, um, Jim Fink, who's a Michigan fan, go blue, Jimmy, uh, or sorry, Jim or James, um, who's a Psalm and, um, you know, and, uh, John Pogemeyer from Heinen's who is a previous guest. So, and I've got two more in the bag or in the bag. That sounds bad. Uh, so what it is, is we're going to have kind of a, um, NCAA March madness, uh, wine madness, um, two wines going on to kind of survive in advance for the illustrious Cork and Taylor wine madness, uh, trophy. And um, you listeners can actually, I'll have it set up in a little bit. You guys can actually make some predictions and win some great prizes. Uh, we've got Corvin, uh, who's going to partner with us for some great prizes. Some of the wineries that are participating are going to give some prizes. So it's going to be really worth it. Um, and I'm talking to some others, some previous guests that we've had on there. I've got to uh, reach out to Ron and Maximilian and some others. So that's going to be a lot of fun. It's free to enter. Um, and you can enter as often as you want and we'll have all that in the details. We'll probably have more information, um, in the next month or so, but that's going to be really exciting. And I'm really fun, uh, really excited, um, to see who pairs against each other and how the judges, um, um, pick and stuff like that. It'll be kind of the scoring system like the NCAA tournament. So look out for the Cork and Taylor Wine Madness, um, uh, tournament in, uh, March. So, so that's it. So. Uh, I'd like to say that we had some good wines last year and the most memorable wines of 2022 are top 10. I'm supposed to have like sound effects, but I can't hear anything. The first wine, and this is not one through 10, we're not rating them or anything like that, but the 10 most, I I decided I got to do something a little bit fun and different. The 10 most memorable wines of the Cork and Taylor wine podcast, Luke Taylor, is the first one is 
2018 Keenan Reserve Cabernet Sauvignon from Spring Mountain. Mm-hmm, yes, I must say the wine is quite delightful. <laughs> Powerful yet elegant, kind of like the winemaker and owner Michael Keenan. That's all I got for Michael Keenan. Uh, it's like Mike Tyson hitting you in the face, but then picking you up after knocking you down and giving you some like a hug, a warm hug. It's just beautiful. It has about 5% Cab Franc, and it's um, really good. Uh, and I always think Keenan is great value. You know, they don't go for, you know, they don't advertise, and you don't see it everywhere, but it is good shit. 42, 42nd vintage, which is impressive. So uh, the 2018 Keenan Reserve Cabernet Sauvignon from Spring Mountain, about 135 $140, depending. In Ohio, it's probably like $300. Now it's about... Uh, 140, I think. So, second wine. Previous guest, the 2016 Laird Mass Ranch Cabernet Sauvignon for like $85 to $90. $80 to $90. It is phenomenal. Uh, Yauntville Appalachian, they only make about 800 cases produced. Um, chewy tannins, but not overly uh, over the top. Nice fruit. Definitely that and the Keenan Reserve will lay down, uh, but it's drinking beautifully right now. So 2016 Laird Mast Ranch Cab from the Napa Valley. And the Laird family own the most vineyards uh, as a family privately owned in all of Napa Valley. I believe they own about 2,400 acres. They sell to places like Nickel and Nickel, uh, Farniente, um, many others. Paul Hobbs, who was their winemaker. The one that wowed me. I mean, all these wowed me, and I love these wines. 2018 Coluna Colonial. It's actually Colonel Cabernet Sauvignon for about a hundred bucks. Shit, it was absolute beautifulness. All these wines were just gorgeous. This hit me gorgeous, and I was like, "Whoa!" I think I'm in love with another wine, and it's the Colonel's Vineyard. David Jeffrey is the owner winemaker. Uh, we had him on the podcast. Great wine. It's a great balance between tannins and acidity and shit. Will age no problem for about 20 years. But why wait? Why wait? Patience is not a virtue. It is something you have to deal with when you have young kids. Life lessons with Luke. Two thousand eighteen Villa Cancinaya. Vigna La Fournance, about 70 bucks. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. 100% Sangiovese, all organic, lush and silky. Oh, my Lord. We had uh, Count Sebastian Caponi, who's like 300th generation wine people in Tuscany. And um, I still can't. I can taste it right now. I can taste all these right now. La Fournance means the furnace. So I'm a little bit nervous about that. Um, they did have one of the uh, the Silence of the Ma- Lambs, Silence of the Lambs movies um, made there. So maybe that's part of it, but that's the only Ford wine. So what does that tell you? I need to probably expand my horizons and get some more foreigners on the podcast. That's my goal in 2023. And going to Napa, I'm obviously not doing that. So what do I know? I like to listen. I like to learn. I just don't like to do. I do what I do. 
Next wine. 2018 Cayman Cabernet Sauvignon. About 90 to 100 bucks. I will tell you that was probably the prettiest interview I've ever done. And I don't mean that negatively to any of the interviews. They're all gorgeous. But this view on Moon Mountain was spectacular. It was just, I mean, I can see it right now. Uh, Mr. Cayman was uh, a gem. Um, interesting, opinionated. Um, you know, the karate kid. Wax on, wax off. He says, uh, and then he writes, sometimes he'll sign bottles. Wax on, fuck off. Excuse my French. I hope my, my son Sam's not listening to this. Um, talking about my son Sam, he's nine. He's my mini-me. As are all my kids, but him more so just looks a lot like me. And uh, he, we... Um, kind of laid him to laid into him for his attitude <laughs> and he said to me that uh he gave me a negative review on the podcast so um that was a little bit hurtful <laughs> and I was trying to explain to him when he uh when he kind of calmed down that that's not good I'm trying to get more reviews and more stars because it means more people will listen and it'll get out there more so I don't know if he's changed it I gotta ask him about that but uh, the Cayman Cabernet is just rich, layered, and gorgeous. It just keeps going. Chocolate notes, which, as you can see, I'm—I uh, don't like to say I'm overweight. I'm—I'm I'm big and sexy, and uh, I love chocolate. And um, bad problem for me. Um, but uh, that the wines are just excellent. Uh, Mark Harold is a winemaker. Uh, Gianna, his wife, is the GM, uh, and uh, they just do a great job. Uh, Mr. Cayman's interview, uh, Mark uh, Cayman's interview, um, was probably the toughest because I didn't know what I was going to get. But uh, really nice gentleman and uh, great view. If you can ever get it to, out to any of these wineries, it's 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 obviously go for it. The next wine was the 2018 CV Cabernet Sauvignon. Over $200. Polished and sophisticated. They only make about 1,000 cases. Jim Duane is the winemaker with Philippe Melka. And uh, Jim Duane has a, a podcast, and he was on the podcast, obviously, Inside Winemaking. And uh, really good dude. Um, beautiful property. That's what Napa is to me. And I will tell you, if you go to Laird or Ke more so Keenan, because it's more tucked in the mount up, you know, in Spring Mountain. Laird is uh, still beautiful, and don't get me wrong. And, and the, how they operate is very much what I love. But, like, CV is like, your phone doesn't work. <laughs> your phone just doesn't work. Um, which is good and bad. Uh, but you know, just everything like old stone and, and the wines are just, uh, the wines are just spectacular. This wine was just gorgeous, big and juicy. And, and I mean, it, it reminded me a lot about of a lot of uh, reminded me a lot like Keenan. Um, it's just the wines are drinking beautifully now, but they're just going to fricking age. Pretty much all these wines are the same in the sense of ageability because I like acidity. I like ass. That didn't sound right. Yes, I said it. I like ass. I like acidity. And that's the biggest thing when I talk to Sebastian Capone and Michael Keenan is acidity. If you want a wine to age, it's got, you got to pick it earlier. You're not picking on sugars, you're picking on acidity. So I would say CV's the same way. Um, beautiful, absolutely just a beautiful wine. Um, and even their Merlot was excellent. What? And their Caravina, which is kind of their entry-level cab, which is, I still think about a, a buck, uh, 100 bucks, uh, not a buck, 100 bucks. But yeah, that was that was really good. And uh, I remember that one very um, 
Very well. So the next wines, I haven't had them on the podcast. I don't distribute them. I don't distribute CV or Cayman or Villa Cancionaya. Uh, these next wines I do not uh, um, distribute. Uh, I'd love to, uh, but I almost did. I've been to this property multiple times. I'm hoping, fingers crossed, I'm hoping I am going to get the winemaker for this one because this is an old, iconic, kind of like old school winery, just like CV and Keenan and Laird and, and um, the next couple coming up too, at least the last one, um, the last one or two, maybe three even too. I've always collected this wine. It's Larkmead. And I I actually tried it on a lurch. I was down in Carfagna's tasting Raji on some wines uh, with my rep, uh, Sweet Lou. I tell Lou often that he's my uh, uh, favorite rep in Columbus, and he doesn't like that because he's my only one. I'm sorry, Joe. I love you. And I know hopefully you're listening. Thanks for supporting the podcast, uh, Joseph. But um, Caluruso. I tried these wines, and I met the rep, Joe Corsini, who actually just was with Michael Keenan the week before uh, out in Napa. You know, all their wines. I mean, I, I put all three. There's a 19 Cabernet, which retails for about 125. There's the Firebell, which is uh, I think 80 or 90 bucks, and that's their red blend. And then the Solari, which is about 150 to 175. That was 2018, and just gorgeous. I mean, I ended up buying some. Don't tell my wife. Um, she doesn't really care, to be honest with you. The Solari, Solari is like the pinnacle of power. Like it's just. You know, like body punches, like, bo- you know, body punches and then an uppercut lot. But it's just like this wine is consistent, the most complex and persistent on the palate, broadened both force and length. I feel like they're writing about me. Probably not, but just gorgeous. And I mean, th- all these wines and, and it's funny. Every wine that I picked has ageability. Uh, the Cabernet is 1600 cases, 100% cab, great fruit, will age nicely. So Larkmead. Please, if please, if you're listening to this, uh, we got to get Avery, uh, the winemaker, on the podcast. We're actually working with that. That's one of the ones that um, uh, Larkmead. I'm, I'm hoping to get on the podcast, but I've got some other good ones, and I'm excited. So I'm not going to tell you. I like to surprise, but you'll be surprised. I mean, we're going into our, I guess, third year, and it's still head scratching some of the people I've had on the podcast, um, let alone all of them. Why the hell they want to spend some time with me um, and talk wine? I mean, <laughs> you know, you look at these people like David Ramey. I mean, legend. He's been on the cover of Wine Spectator multiple times. Tor Kenward, same thing. And they're just good people, uh, first and foremost. First and foremost, uh, Even people that I sell their wine, that they would come on and, and share their time and share their story. Yeah, we've been really fortunate and uh, we're, keep, we're keeping it go- We're keep going. I mean, we're keep plugging away. Next wine, actually the next two wines I had was, so when you're going out to podcast, you always want to leave like a little buffer of time. But the problem is when you have like two, three hours to kill, like what are you going to do? You're going to go read a book? You're going to go for a walk? No, you're going to go to a wine wine shop or wine store. So I tried these next two wines at the Oakville Grocery. I was um, had some time to kill before I went to uh, visit Violet Gergich at Gergich Hills. First wine was a 2018 Palmas Cabernet. It's about 150 bucks. <laughs> 95.81 Cabernet and then 4.19% Cabernet Franc. I love the technicalities of it. And I got to ask, uh, I'm going to be doing a um, podcast with uh, Aaron Pot again. And we're going to talk about uh, manipulation. And I might ask him, like, do these 95.81 and the 4.19 really make a difference? I mean, 
Can people, the average consumer, really taste the difference? I mean, can the winemaker even make the, tell the difference? This is beautiful straight out of the glass. I mean, it is just beautiful color, beautiful smell, and just well-balanced. And this wine can just, I mean, will we'll just goes on forever. Oh, shit, all these wines. I, I'm all about a long-lasting finish. Luke Taylor loves long-lasting finishes. And that one was gorgeous. And a uh, buddy of mine, Nevin, who listens to the podcast, Nevin Nussbaum, um, watch you're not going to listen to. And uh, I'm going to start throwing people's names in that say they listen to the podcast to see if they say anything. Like, oh, thanks for shouting out. But uh, he, he got me onto this wine a couple years ago, and it's supposedly a phenomenal um, tasting room. So next time I go out, I'm definitely going to hit up Paul Maas, see if we'll get him on the podcast. The next wine I had seen in the market, and they only make two wines, if I remember correctly. They might make a third, but I know they make two, at least in distribution. It's Stanton. I love it. And it was 2016 Stanton Cabernet from Oakville. And as you know, if you've listened to this podcast long enough, Oakville is where I'm from. Not California, Canada. Pretty much the same place. The weather's not the same. And we don't have uh, an ocean right beside us. We have a lake. But um, this wine is made by Dave Finney. Um, if you don't know who Dave Finney is, um, I think you might need to stop the podcast now. Do a little web search on the internet that uh, I wish I would have invented. Go on Google or Yahoo and put in Dave Finney. Um, and that should tell you something. That would be an ultimate goal of mine to have Dave Finney on the podcast. Um amongst others. But this wine showed excellent aromas and just flavors of ripe, you know, currants, black fruits, very savory spices. Like it was just beautiful. And it, it, I think it's like 70, 80 bucks. Nice long, uh, lingering finish. I love long and lingering kind of like that bad rash from college. Oh my God. It's everywhere. 42 acre property in, uh, Oakville and Doug Stanton is the owner proprietor. And he has agreed to be on the podcast. So I'm very excited about uh, visiting with Doug. He makes a killer Petite Syrah. I actually have both the Petite Syrah and the Cabernet Sauvignon in my in my wine cellar. And it's just good. And it's just... What I like about him, and I'm not knocking any of the other wineries, he makes only a couple wines. And it's like, he focuses on it. It's like uh, Robert Bialy, Bob Bialy. He makes Zin. Like, that's what he makes. He does some other stuff too, but he does Petite Syrah Zin. But that's what he specializes in. And I like... Don't try to be everything to everybody. And um, that was good. This is definitely not the last uh, wine. Um, the 2017 Dunn Napa Valley Cabernet. Yum, 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 yum. Gorgeous. Gorgeous, gorgeous. Dark. Dark. I like real dark. And man, this wine needs a good nap. Meaning, lay it down. But you can drink it right away. I love Dunn. Uh, I love Michael Dunn. I'm not a stalker. He's just, the wines are spectacular. And he makes two wines. Two wines. Napa Valley and the Howell Mountain. The Howell Mountain is gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. But the Dunn for the price is fantastic. And my, I had an interview with him a couple years ago. Wanted to do another one with him. I want to do the two mics to have Michael Keenan and Mike Dunn and just Spring Mountain versus Howl Mountain, and just talk. And maybe I'll do that. I don't know if I can do it this time I go out, but it's definitely in the background uh, or in the forefront of my mind, but in the background for the uh, uh, future podcast. 
But I love Dunn, and the fi- the, ba- the best thing about Michael uh, Dunn, and the funny thing I always remember when I drink Dunn, is uh, we're talking, and all of a sudden his dad, Randy Dunn, who's a legend, um, is just going for a walk right behind us doing the podcast. Didn't even I don't think he even knew we were there, but um, <laughs> his wines are good. I just opened a 2005, and man, I mean, it still has time. Obviously picks early, and uh, the nicest city, so... That's my kind of top 10 most memorable wines for the year. There's no order. I hope you guys like that. I'm looking forward to tasting some great stuff uh, this year. And yeah, we'll be back. We'll be back uh, next week. I'm going to go to the Union Grand Cru Bordeaux in New York, I believe. And I've got uh, an interview with a um, winemaker, technical director. The line just, the light just went off. That I probably am talking too long. So, uh, and then we're going to go to Napa. We should have about 10 or 11 podcasts, probably do them every week. And we've got some other stuff coming up. So remember, subscribe, rate, and review. Pass this to all your wine friends. We're going to really, I've got some, some lofty goals and I want to hit them this year. So I appreciate if you pass them on and if you want to support us and help us to uh, continue going and growing, because there is some expense to this. I got to look pretty. I obviously am not doing too well because I didn't shave. Who cares? It's January. Um, join our Patreon page, the Cork and Taylor Wine Podcast Patreon page at www.patreon.com Cork and Taylor. And uh, I just tell your wine friends. And you know what? We'll be back. And like I always say, keep drinking the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs>